Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Author Rachel Matthews is coming to Shepparton later this week to do a bit of a talk and later in the month she is doing a writing workshop. She's just released her third book, called Never Look Desperate. She joins me on the line to tell me all about it now. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Terry. Thank you for having me. It's an intriguing title, and I've got a media release here in front of me from the, from Golden Valley Libraries, and the heading is Pineapple Underwear and Cremation Bling Combine in New Book. Now, both of those concepts I'm, I'm having trouble grappling with, so <laughs> I'm sure you can... Um, you can shed some light on that. Tell us all about this book, Never Look Desperate. I believe it is about middle-aged dating. Well, yeah, look, middle-aged dating relationships in midlife and older are some of the themes that <clears throat> excuse me, I wanted to really explore because I think there's a lot of terrible stereotypes. I'm sure a lot of your listeners, um, you might be out dating in midlife and up may have experienced about, um, you know, um, a, a really uh, liberating and terrifying often time in your life when things are starting again. Some people say it's like my li- my whole life is beginning again and um, and it's, it can leave you feeling really vulnerable and that's where the word desperate sort of came to mind in terms of the title because really... Um, you know, I think in the end, most people just want the same things. It doesn't matter how old you are in terms of being understood and feeling connected to somebody and um, and, I think and not looking right. desperate. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think I think I think that's the problem. I think we all we are all vulnerable, but we spend so much time trying to not um, look that way. And um, and I I really think you know a lot of the ideals through advertising and through um, the media and especially ageist kind of ideas about how we should live, love, where we should live, how our home should look, um, uh, often dismiss, you know, more mature Australians. I think I don't think they're given um, a voice or a respect in, in that sense. So, you know, my, yeah, the whole book is really, I wanted to use comedy to open up a conversation about challenging those ideals that I don't think are realistic. And is some and of the is some of this autobiographical, Rachel? <laughs> I have to ask that question. <laughs> I thought you might ask. Uh, look, a few <laughs> a few people have actually um, noticed a few things in the, in the book. And look, you know, after a fifteen year relationship, I was. Um, out on the market again. Isn't that a terrible term? I was saying to somebody. <laughs> it is it a bit. Like a, it sounds like a sales yard. You know? It does. Um, <laughs> yes. Look. I, yeah. I after fifteen years um, in a um, relationship, I was suddenly, um, you know, single again. And look, there are some experiences in there that have been. Um, referenced we'll call it and somebody said is this a dating revenge book (laughs) (laughs) and I said look that wouldn't that wouldn't be 
right, but I had to really go back and have a look at the book. I was a bit worried then. So but, you did you did yeah. try your hand at a bit of um, online dating then? For sure, yeah. And I learned a lot from the experience. <laughs> what are some of the things that you learned? I mean, um, I, I, I'm assuming, you know, um, some of the things that you talk about is, you know, how we present ourselves online and how different that is to real life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good point, Terry. I think it's it's very um, confronting. I always, I think of it as sort of like going online with dating is like, having a job interview where you don't even know if you want the job, but you want the job offer. So, you know, you want, <laughs> you hope that um, that everybody wants sort of to be liked and to be accepted. I think that's normal in terms of our, our egos. But um, it's, a, yeah, I spoke to so many people for all different ages about the ritual of preparing for a, um, a date um, or even, you know, some people have a date on Zoom so some people, when they're dating online, and by the way, over four and a half million Australians are using dating apps. And, no, and I wonder if, if yeah. the demographic is older than we think. Oh, you, you would be amazed. Um, I know for a fact that um, with Australians 60 and up, um, those people who are single and dating um, with that, that group, there are more than 50% using dating apps Actively, I have met many people in different walks of life, different ages. I met a woman in Sydney recently, well in her 70s, and she said, look, I've had this boyfriend and I had to end the relationship because I couldn't keep up with him, um, you know, in terms of his... Oh, we won't go into its breakfast radio, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she said, you know, he was... Um, he, she said, yeah, he was uh, very active physically. Shall we um, say? Yeah, that's right, and... I know people older in life that um, have the friends with benefits or have the, um, they don't even define them as lifelong partners and, and there are people that really want a lifelong partner. So people, there are thousands and thousands of people, Terry, um, you know, in older life that, he, that are dating online. Yeah, I think the stigma, I mean, when it first sort of started to be a thing, there was a bit of a stigma yeah. with it. But I think that that has really, you know, oh, uh, yeah. reduced because when you think about it, like, you know, people used to go down to the pub or the bar and hang out and try to meet people. And how is that yeah, yeah. any more kind of wholesome than going online? <laughs> it's not. It's in fact, it's probably less safe. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a really important point, given the fact, you know, um, you know, that some of the worrying statistics for women about safety and um, I think, you know, like I have a friend that has this three-point plan, we'll call it. So she says she has a phone call. So she has the initial chatting online. Um, then she has a phone call and then she'll do a like a Zoom call or a, a screen call just to get a sense of the vibe. And then if that's, if that's good, then she'll go and have a coffee. So I think there are ways you can protect yourself. I think... I, I totally agree. I think we romanticise the the random stranger in the pub, you know, when we're writing the phone number on on the piece of paper, <laughs> and then we, we we wouldn't be able to, um, you know, we'd have to go back to the same place the following week to hopefully meet up with them again. Or um, and 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 I I totally agree. I think I think once you get used to this kind of way of dating, you can you can set your boundaries, and you can also 
you become more aware of the red flags and so on to protect yourself a bit. So is it true that um, every second man is holding a fish? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great mystery, Terry. Um, <laughs> I asked a friend, a male friend once who was dating, and I said, what is it with the fish, the big catch? And he said, well, you know, there are some women who like fishing and Oh, I don't think. Appealing. I, mean, I, I think that the, the fish is definitely a um, a symbol, <laughs> <laughs> not really a fish. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, I don't know about your listeners, but a big, you know, so, someone holding a big carp isn't really um, attractive to me. But no, um, me neither. <laughs> you know, look, there's something for everybody. <laughs> I guess so. So yeah. your you so your story is set in Melbourne, in modern day Melbourne, but you are a Shep girl. You even went to Shep High School. I did. I'm a very proud Shep girl. I, um, I'm still very connected to my town because I'm often up um, here with family regularly, weekly, and um, I love the community of, um, of the country. And um, in my story, my three characters, Min, Bernard and um, Goldie, are all really isolated and and I think one thing about the country is that, um, you know, people often just keep an eye out for one another. And during these times of separation and divorce later in life, it can be a really lonely time. And that's where your friends, your community um, are really precious, which, um, yeah, which I, I have found that with um, men, um, that's often um, not always available Um so I'm getting off track a bit. Sorry, but no, that's <laughs> I'm just okay. really thinking about the community. Yeah, the idea of community, and that um, my characters really long for that. Hmm. Now, is it your first novel? Was that set in Shepparton? It wasn't set in Shepparton, but some of the characters were inspired by um, people I'd grown up with, people I was really fond of. Um, it was set in a caravan park in the '80s, so it's called Vinyl Inside. And it has a, a story that flashes back to um, a situation with a young woman who was forced to give up a baby for adoption as uh, a lot of unmarried uh, women had to um, go through in, in the 50s and 60s. And um, it's a comedy though and it's um, I like to use comedy to deal with really hard subjects. And um, I, I created this caravan park in the bush and the characters in the bush as a way of, I guess, paying tribute to a lot of the people I love in the country community. And then your second book, Siren, Exploring Sexual Violence in Australian Football. Uh, there yes. seems to be some um, some fairly um, heavy topics there. You, you are maybe doing, you know, something a little bit lighter this time or is it not? I haven't, mm. I haven't got a copy of the book yet, so I haven't read I- it yet. I will get you a copy, Terry. Um, I I like to talk about really hard topics that people find difficult to um, discuss, but I like to use comedy to create that relief because I think, especially at the moment, things are, are quite difficult for people uh, on every level, locally, nationally, globally. And I think comedy um, just gives us that, relief and that respite if you think about you know during wartime and people always going off to the movies to to watch the, the three stooges you know and i think it's um it's it's it, it keeps us 
it helps us survive really these these difficult um Laugh or cry. Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you are going to be up here later this week. You're going to be doing a talk at Shepparton Library on Thursday night at 7 o'clock and a writer's workshop on Thursday, yes. the 30th of November at 7pm. That sounds interesting. Yes. I have. Um, I run a session called Readers Are Writers and um, in one of my jobs I work um, at RMIT University in Melbourne and I um, teach and lecture in the writing program there and I meet a lot of people who might have left school early or um, have always wanted to have a go at writing but have always felt that, um, you know, oh, maybe, I'm, maybe I've, you know, missed my chance or I, I just wouldn't know where to start. And what I really love to do is to create um, a really relaxed, fun space where everybody can have a go. And um, I love it. I love it. So I hope, I hope your listeners can come along and, and um, start a story. Yeah. So to book in for the talk this Thursday or the workshop on Thursday, the 30th of November, you can call the library on 1300 374 or Google Goulburn Valley Libraries. And the name of the author that we have just been speaking with is Rachel Matthews and her book is Never Look Desperate. We will do our best to, uh, to not... Um, look desperate, Rachel, and uh, look forward to um, hearing more about your book and all the best with your time up here. Thank you so much, Terry. And I would say that we—I think we should all just just be how we want to be, really. And um, and the book's available at the lovely Collins Bookshop in Shepparton and in many other bookshops. So thank you for your time, Terry. I've really enjoyed it. So you could get a copy and take it along to Rachel, and she might sign it for you. Exactly. And um, <laughs> yeah, this Thursday we're going to be talking a lot about. The, the road to being published. So I hope that's useful for people too. I'm sure it will be useful to some people. Thanks so much for your time, Rachel. Thanks, Terry. Bye. We've been speaking to Rachel Matthews. She was fun, wasn't she? Never look desperate. This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Subway TVs are simply made tougher than others, like the Segway Snarler. Yep, Snarler, all-muscle, government-approved. Available in short and long wheelbase and built for the toughest Australian conditions. All this is Segway Fugelman side-by-side. Powerful 1,000cc motor, huge performance and unrivaled safety. So, two great workmates, the choice is yours. Check out the Segway Snarler and Segway Fugelman at Shepparton Motorcycle and Power Equipment, Vanilla Road, Shepparton, or visit shepparton.mpe.com.au. LMCT 11819. One FM sponsor. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. Have you ever been to the Nathalia Nursery? You know, at number 6 Railway Street, Nathalia? 
Pop in and say g'day. At Nathalia Nursery, we like growing a bit of everything. We have a large variety of plants, including succulents, natives and perennials. We love our fuchsia, pelargoniums, geraniums, hydrangeas, as well as lots of different salvias that we grow. And our hope is that you will too. We're open Thursday to Sunday, 10am to 4pm. Don't forget, we also stock tube stock, punnets of flowers and veggies. Nathalia Nursery, well worth the trip. 1FM sponsor. Let Merit Funeral Services take the stress out of your funeral arrangements. Whether you're looking to prepay a funeral, arrange a bond or pre-arrange a complete funeral, Merit Funeral Services are just a phone call away. They can even come direct to you anywhere across the region to help walk you through the process each and every step of the way. With more than 40 years industry experience, expect nothing less than service and advice that exceeds your expectations. Let Merit Funeral Services take care of everything. Phone 58251651. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.